0: You have reached Carolina Living Insurance, an independent insurance agency. Carolina Living Insurance, this is Jared speaking. How can I help you?
1: Jared, it's Joey Gingola.
0: Hey,
1: Joey. How's it going? Good. How you doing, sir? Doing wonderful. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Gingola. Into
0: it. Right, so that's where, so like I've always used health as more of a lead generator than a, I'm an expert in health. And what's helped me is that in this area over the last three years, because in the marketplace, everyone put their hands up and said, commissions are being cut, I'm not doing this anymore. And I doubled down and said, people deserve an advisor, I'm doubling down on it.
1: They sure do. They sure do. That was my buddy Jared Bellman of Carolina Living Insurance in Hendersonville, North Carolina. And I just spent a couple days with Jared hanging out uh, at Elevate 18. He was in town in Cleveland, Ohio for Elevate 2018. It was good to finally have, you know, just share a slightly awkward warm embrace with Jared, long overdue. And this conversation obviously happened well before those embraces. However, jared makes an interesting statement one that i am constantly conflicted over mainly because he says people deserve an advisor and i'm going to try and fight the urge the temptation to uh, self-indulge in just a little health insurance talk because it just never really comes up but i'm gonna do my best no promises there what Jared is saying, though, is that, hey, he's doubling down on it, and the reason is because he thinks people deserve an advisor because, hey, it's a mess, it's a train wreck, it's a nightmare, and really, who wants to do that? And, yeah, he's right, just about everything, and the only problem is, though, is the way that the business is set up and the way that, you know, the commission structure, the way that, you know, just the whole thing, everything that goes along with the sale, regardless if, regardless if it's health insurance or you know auto or home or whatever insert line of business that you know we are are starting to create a narrative around maybe not being able to sell profitably or just in a way that is going to continue to make sense now and into the future and that's the challenge right because people deserve an advisor and what does that look like when we are forced or struggle to give them the advisor that they deserve and still keep the doors open, keep the lights on and keep everybody happy? That's a challenge, right? And, and again, going back to Elevate 18, Anthony Inerino was definitely in the house and he gave a keynote presentation discussing, you know, his philosophy on sales. And one of the things that, you know, really hit home with me more than anything is the idea of starting that relationship as a trusted advisor? That's the most valuable piece of the thing is looking into the future, you know, taking some risk, providing some foresight into a potential situation that may or may not become a reality, and that is what ultimately creates the value that wins the business. Is starting and working here, he called it like level four value, I think is what he said, starting at level four value. And then, you know, maybe backfilling all the other types of value leading up to level four value. I mean, I'm sure there's a video on YouTube or maybe I'll, I'll find one probably not but there's probably a video on YouTube of him doing the presentation or whatever there might be a record I, whatever start with level four value basically you're starting at the end you're not building up to being that advisor you're just saying immediately listen this is why you don't want to do these things and I, I find it interesting and refreshing because I personally again especially on the health insurance side you know that's the that's the piece that was always most exciting to me was you know, hey listen uh, here's what I see happening. You know, not just this year, but next year. This is why we might want to sit tight here, because you know, we could we could maybe do a little puddle jump. However, it might not be in your best interest. Again, knowing things that you know, <laughs> connecting the dots. That that's ultimately what we're talking about here, and I think a lot of us maybe do that, maybe not to the extent that we think we should, but there's always a reason. To be the advisor, it's just a matter of of whether or not we can give it to them, and do we need to figure out something else if we can't?
0: Yeah, and so, but that's also been my biggest lead generator. So that I'm really mostly found by you know health insurance, and then that turns into condo and auto, or homeowners and auto, and then that relocation piece also gets me into. Landlords, and so I work a lot with landlord policies and, develop. I don't want to say developers, but more property managers that have multiple properties that they're either vacation rentals or annual rentals.
1: This is where things get a little interesting because you have to come to grips with the fact that the thing that you are ultimately selling is in some way a fancy business term, a loss leader, if you will. And that loss is leading you to needing to send them somewhere else sooner than later to make the sale worthwhile, and you know, Jerry's talking about well, it gets it into you know maybe a condo policy, a homeowner's, an auto, something, and then ultimately maybe it's it's slipping his way into something else entirely, maybe a little landlord business, something like that. It's understanding where you need to go next. If your you know your your first front door, I guess you don't have two front doors, but go with me here. If the first door they walk through, that might be a little bit better, isn't. Uh, big enough. Sure. Then you need to figure out exactly where else they need to go once they get inside, because otherwise, you know, doing that thing over and over again, isn't necessarily going to be sustainable. And you know Jared knew that, but he also saw the potential because you know he said, "Hey, listen, it's my biggest lead generator, so I've got to get him into other things." The challenge there, especially with somebody like Jared in his position, is you know he's he's working with limited resources. He's a, he's he's kind of the the guy, right? He's got to do it all. If he's, if he wants something else, he's got to go sell it to him. He doesn't have somebody else to send it to. And that becomes challenging being the best and delivering that kind of world-class experience and having, you know, that advisor role of knowing things about multiple lines to where you, you're going to be telling them something of value. You're going to be uh Doing something with information that most people can't, and I think that that may be where a traditional maybe front end value one, two, or three. I'm just I'm just referencing Anthony's kind of thing. Like you know what I'm talking about. I'm hoping you do. We're gonna you're gonna get it. Uh, you know that that you are. You know that the traditional cross sells coming from the you know the the first couple steps of value. And and it's really not coming from that, that backside where you're starting with the insight, you're starting with the prediction, you're starting with something that hasn't happened yet. And that's challenging to do in a lot of different lines. That's a lot of things to know. That's a lot of insight that you need to have. And I think it's, I think it, it, I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying, I don't know I don't know if if uh, i I'm, I'm curious right i'm curious i would like to find an agent if there is one joey at agencynation.com if you're out there let me know i'd like to at least shake your hand and and see you know just maybe take a take a dna sample see what's going on there just curious however if what's your propensity for again acquiring those insights and maintaining that knowledge and can you do it across you know multiple lines on the home and the auto and all those things to where you can make it you know, profitable. I don't know. I guess it's just something that you need to understand and identify if that's the way you're going to go about it. But obviously selling from that, you know, from the end, from the, the, the level four of the fourth level of value, that's probably better. That's something that is going to be challenging because otherwise if you're not, you might find yourself missing a whole lot of opportunity.
0: Yeah. So 2016 was really bad. And that was a a wake up call for me because I saw so many missed opportunities. And so 2016 became a focus, but I would say, I wouldn't say successful, but definitely focus. And so already this year I have, you know, my focus this year during open enrollment was X dating and making sure that I have that follow up. I mean, I even have a calendar five touch over next years for those health insurance that we have nothing else with.
1: I'm not going to say I know this to be true. I'm not going to speculate. And I guess if I would have known this clip was going to be in the podcast, I might have just asked Jared about this. But let's just maybe push this, nudge it into hypothetical land. And let's just say that, you know, maybe Jared is, you know, he's focusing, he's using this time as as an next date, right? As an opportunity to just kind of feel it out for the future as to what other lines he can acquire. And he knows that this is, he's treating this as a lead generation situation, as opposed to, you know, like he said, being an expert in health insurance. And that's where, you know, his biggest lead generation, I'm not saying this is, you know, I know Jared's trying other things at this point, so I'm not going to, not going to say that this is a, uh, you know, a foolish or outlandish situation. It's just a position that Jared found himself in, You know, about six or eight months ago, or, you know, based on a situation that he had and previously operated in. But let's just use this as an example here, not necessarily anything more or less. But if that were to be you and your biggest lead generator is something that you are not the expert in, you're not that trusted advisor, you're not the person that can give you, give a prospect value beyond, you know, what the price is and what the policy details are if you're more worried about getting what you need out of it to justify that lead or, or make the whole thing work, then you're not able to sell from that fourth position. If you will, I think that's like, I don't know, it feels like a musical term. I don't know. Sounds official. I, it's gotta be something else, but you can't sell from, let's go with it. I like the way I like the way it flows, but if you can't sell for, if you're not, and you can't because you're too worried about the other thing, that's where it becomes challenging. And this is all just a kind of a a really a a fancy game of awareness, right? Of just understanding what it is that you want to sell and who you want to sell it to. So, um, you know, why not? I guess is what it comes down to, because if if you can't create that value that, you know, other people need to be that trusted advisor to 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 make selling easier to not sell in the commodity realm of the thing, whether it's price, whether it's product or, or what, if you're going with the thing that is more valuable, that is going to drive, you know, I guess retention and you're driving just that overall experience, right? If you're going to do that thing, then you need to have something more in place. You can't be worried about, about, Again, an X date, or how are you going to you know position this as quickly as possible? Flip it into something else because then that will that it will ultimately you know show through, right? You're just not focused enough on the thing that's getting them in the door, and I mean maybe you have time to you know really just sneak through that first policy, sneak through the health insurance policy, and then slam home the the, the, the fourth position, you know, selling from the fourth position. Is that what I said? Yeah. Maybe you have time to do that. Maybe you don't. I'm just, I'm just tossing out as something to think about because I find it interesting, fascinating that this is, you know, it's more about, it's more about just making the tough decisions and really deciding for yourself what works, what doesn't and being aware of the things that you know and, and, ultimately just giving yourself enough confidence to say hey I can provide the insights I can be a advisor I can be a risk manager I can look into the future I could hold my little crystal ball while petting my white cat with a you know smoking jacket and pipe situation happening I can do all of that and I probably should be doing that and if you're not doing that that's the problem that's a challenge you know to kind of move away from the order taker status and the, you know, just the reading of the, the policy details, the, the, the deck pages, the just, hey, what what kind of coverage do you, you know, the only reason you should, you should ask for what kind of coverage do you have now is just to know what kind of bad decisions they made before. I think that's it, right? It's not, you, you know, it shouldn't matter what they had before. It should be, here's what you need moving forward. I think that's the whole idea, right? can we give people an advisor even if it doesn't make sense? How do we get them to something that it does make sense in and will those two worlds really ever live happily ever after? So it's officially over. Elevate 18 is in the books. I'm not really quite sure what to do with my life at this point. It's the post-conference depression. And I'm just really hanging on by a string. It's just, you know, you go from such a high to such a, wow. Well, this is my boring life now. What am I supposed to do? Obviously go back, sell insurance uh, for you and to do the thing and be more motivated than ever. I'm just saying you're allowed a 24 hour period to just kind of, you know, maybe sulk a little bit, watch like, I don't know, some, some type of sad movie. High fidelity feels like it might be in order. Grab a thing of ice cream, something. And then move on with your life. Take the energy, you know, because you've just been around such amazing, cool people, and you're just sad that that can't be 24-7, although that would be intense. Mostly, all right, anyways. So uh, a couple things. Uh, Obviously got to meet a lot of you people. A lot of you people, that sounded very... Got to meet a lot of you, uh, which was very cool. And really crazy and slightly scary and intimidating and overwhelming, but it was mostly very cool and happy to have a lot of conversations. Um, I do need to point out I, there's a complete group of people that I, I usually I usually like to, to, to mention to people. Uh, as I, I ran into my, my buddies uh, Jerry and Nancy Nicklow who <laughs> I, I joke about their kids having to listen to the podcast in the car there's a whole demographic of people that I've probably been unnecessarily abusing with my voice uh, against their will if you will uh, for god knows how long and that is everybody else's spouse and or significant other uh, that, that, that might tolerate such shenanigans happening in the car if you're driving together and you're not an insurance and this just must be a pretty terrible thing, and my voice might be associated with some form of physical pain and suffering. So for those people, for those significant others, for those spouses uh, that find themselves in such positions, my apologies to you from your spouse or significant other that has put you in such a precarious situation. My intentions, I mean, it's good, it's good stuff, right? It's fun, however, um, again, my permission, dinner's on them tonight. And, you know, maybe just, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe they should have to listen to and or watch something of yours in excess. You know, this complete monotonous repetition for like ever. I'm just saying, I don't know. That's something that I was made aware of. I had, I can't remember the lady's name. She came up, she was very nice. Uh, I was hosting in a room, and she had said, hi, Joey. Uh, She actually didn't want to be in that room, which was unfortunate, but uh, she said hello, and I make my husband listen to you all the time. Like, man, that guy hates me. Anyways, just an observation. I would like to apologize to all of you out there that have to endure. Otherwise, for all of you that are enjoying it, that are single, I know this is getting weird, um, feel free. Let me know who are you possibly uh, abusing in the car, in the house, with, maybe it's this podcast or others, and they're just like, man, I just, I don't, this is, this is getting out of control, and we might need to go talk to somebody about it. Joey at agencynation.com Maybe we'll do a little more official LFA recap outside of just quirky interactions at some point. We'll see. Until then, any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, all of those fun things, Joey at agencynation.com, your Elevate 18 recap. I'd love to hear that as well. Joey at agencynation.com